and welcome to The Amy Edwards Show. I'm your host, Amy Edwards, and I could not be more thrilled you're here because we're celebrating love. Now, don't get me wrong. I love to celebrate love every single day. I love to live for love. I uh, consider love my religion, so I'm all about it. But today is extra special because it's Valentine's Day. It is the day of love. Many people, you know, scoff at Valentine's Day. I do not. I like a good holiday. I like to celebrate love. I like what it's all about. I like the colors red and pink and purple and all the happy things that go with it. So here we are on Valentine's Day. I know it's not Valentine's Day when you're listening to this, but um, it it is when we're recording. So I w- I'm hoping we can just channel that vibe a little bit more, you know, over the ether webs or whatever this is. And so Anyway, that's the space that we're sitting in today, and I just want to welcome you to the show. So thank you so much for being here. It means my heart and soul. I love this show so much. I, I'm like highly sensitive today. I feel like like just really, um, really in love with this podcast and what it means to me. And so, you know, Valentine's Day, we get wrapped up in the the physical human relationships, which we're going to talk a lot about today, but also... You know, there's these relationships we have with the things that we do that we love so much. And uh, this is mine. This is, I'm like, my voice is a little, because it, I think it just hit me today that, you know, it just means so much to me and I love it so much and I care so much about what I'm putting out and the people that have so much, you know, we value our time so much and you're willing to listen to this. Like what a compliment, right? So much gratitude and so much love. So thank you for being here. So, okay, let's jump into our episode today. I'm so excited because we are talking about human connection and love with each other and living in that space today with an absolute ray of sunshine, Jessica Insel Coleman. Jessica is the founder and creator of The Magic of Human Connection, and she is all about the message that we have infinite levels of love, joy, and aliveness within ourselves. Would that be accurate to say? Within ourselves, our relationship, our planet. Would that be accurate to say, Jess? Yeah, it's it's really like, I love when you said at the beginning, love is your religion. And I feel like that's really what the the spirit of the magic of human connection is, is that there's this infinite like treasure chest of discovery inside of ourselves where there's just like there's no limit to the love that we can tap into inside of ourselves. There's no limit to the joy. There's no limit to the aliveness. And then that's just inside of ourselves. But then that just gets exponentially multiplied because everyone else has those treasure chests inside of them. And so that's really, you're spot on. That's what the spirit is about is really that like the the treasure of love that's inside of us and that's in every other person around us and that's on this planet. And that, you know, life is this big adventure where we get to just connect to that more and tap into that more so absolutely could not agree more so welcome to the show I'm so happy that you're here Mm -hmm. and I am wearing actually my Valentine's Day onesie too Justin and I got matching onesies that we are going to wear for the rest of the day so I went ahead and put mine on because I was like you know what this feels good this feels like I'm going to infuse it with like good energy here so uh yeah Valentine's Day pro tip. I <laughs> I mean, like I'm in my pajamas practically, <laughs> if anybody can see. So um, just so you're such a ray of light and the way you just effusively said that and the, this deep belief, it's not a belief, it's a fact about this treasure chest, this abundant love. Like, have you always been like this? Where did this come from? Did you have an awakening? 
Like what happened to lead you to putting this message out as your purpose in the world? Yeah, that's um, such a great question because I kind of wonder like <laughs> that not everyone's core <laughs> fascination. You're right. You're right. And how is it not? Yeah, that's kind of how I see it. It's like, it's the most fascinating thing that, you know, I could put my focus on, that I could be a student of, that I could be, uh, um, you know, a uplifter of. So I feel like, to me, it's like the most fascinating subject uh, on, you know, being here at Earth School. So how'd you get there, though? I mean, did you did you did you always feel that way? Because I mean, like, I don't think it's typical when you're growing up to be like, I'm going to study love and human connection, you know? I mean, psychology, sure. But really, we're not taught that in school. Yeah. Well, that that's exactly it. Honestly, it's so great that you touched on that because I don't know where it came from. But when I was in school, I all like it would just always kind of drive me crazy because I felt like, okay, I love learning. Like I, I think learning is so fascinating. I could really enjoy learning any subject. But I always felt in school like, why are we not learning how to have amazing relationships with ourselves, take care of our body, our mindset? Why are we not learning how to have extraordinary relationships with other people? And why are we not learning how to take care of the planet? So I always felt like those should be the three core subjects of school and that everything else should be like elective. <laughs> yeah. People learn those skill sets. You know, imagine like in first grade, you have your first grade curriculum for how do you take care of your body? How do you take care of your mind? How do you have great communication? How do you have more loving connections? How do you resolve conflict? Like, how do you do all these skills that fall into those three subjects? Like, I just, I feel like that would be the recipe for success for humanity, or at least a core part of that. It recipe. would be because when you think about that, like it makes us all work together from a really beautiful place. It sets aside that ego. And that's a tall order, I'm sure. But, you know, then what, you know, you're researching cancer or something like, you're going to work together better and you're going to find solutions more quickly. It's not about money or someone's agenda. You know, I think you must be an old soul. Do people tell you that you must be, you know what? I feel like a sparkly soul. <laughs> you are a sparkly soul, but, but to have that, to have those feelings that like, even in school, like, why aren't we studying this? Like, that's like, that's special. And that doesn't like, that doesn't happen if you're a young new soul. You're still like figuring out this earth school in a totally different way, I think. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I just think it's like the most wild thing that, you know, like to me to relate well, and I'd love to dive into this with you too, because I feel like you're a master relator and I see that with how you show up and especially in your relationship with Justin. But like, I feel like that doesn't, just come naturally for people it's a skill set it's a mindset it's a cultivation of different practices and so I always just feel like it's the wild and like I feel like it's like an Olympic skill like relating well I really feel like it's so high level and I just always find it so fascinating that we have like billions of people on the planet we're all just kind of set out into the world and it's like all right do your best <laughs> like right work do your best when you try to have a long-term sustained relationship do your best with your kids you're best with the other countries that you have disagreements with. Like, all right, everyone, just freestyle it. Like, I just, I'm so excited for the future where there's more, more training and more support and more resources globally. Because even if just, like, just imagine if everyone on the planet just got five percent better at 
how they love themselves, how they connect with other people. Like that would be so exponential. So you're absolutely right. So that leads me to what you do. So you put on events, not but you you speak at events, I guess is a better way of saying it. You participate in events as a facilitator of connection. And so what is that? I have not been to one of your events and I would really like to because I don't know what that looks like. So tell me what happens and what you do for people because I think you say something like in the span of, uh, tell me what it is you say. Yeah, yeah. okay. First of all, I'm so excited for you to come experience. Uh, a me too, me too. You're just gonna be so in your element. It's gonna be, um, I, I can't wait. I feel like I post this this uh, podcast, we have to like brainstorm some dates. But um, basically what the session is, it's a series of activities that I've designed and iterated over like hundreds and hundreds of sessions of experimenting. Um, and it's really like the recipe that I found of how do you take a group of people from their starting level of connection when they walk in the room to as great a peak level of connection as possible in like 90 minutes. And so that's the goal of what we do is basically take a group through this special sequence of activities that build on each other. There's a soundtrack, there's all these different practices. We just invite people to like tap into that infinite love inside of them and do these activities that like really tangibly help them feel how much is possible in them, how much is possible, even with a group of total strangers. You know, you can have like 800 people who have never met and at the end of these 90 minutes, they will say, I feel like every other person in this group of 800 is my genuine best friend or like I feel like they're my soul family. So. It's just this wow, wonderful set of practices. And yeah. Yeah. Because when you said uh, go from, you know, basically zero to peak connection, I was like, what is what would peak connection be? What does that mean? But I guess it means feeling like you're in a room with 800 people and you absolutely belong and everyone's your best friend. Yeah. And actually, I had a really fun interview um, last week with someone who had done Magic Human Connection three times. And so I said... What was it like? How would you describe it? And he said the best description. He said, you know, the overview effect, which is like when astronauts leave Earth and they get to yeah. live back on our planet and like the spiritual, like mental shift that that creates when you see our whole planet from afar and realize we're all sharing the same home. We're all part of this one magical Earth. And the effect that that has on astronauts is like the overview effect where it gives them this this mental shift on how they perceive life and humanity and the world going forward after that moment. And so he said, magic of human connection is like having the overview effect without leaving the planet. And I thought that was the coolest thing, but that's right. It's having, it's, it's a experience that takes people into that place of interconnectedness. um, Yeah. Without having to go to space to do it. (laughs) Wow. That is very, very cool. And and it's it it makes sense. And you know what? I I as I had um thought about that, I was like, oh, I haven't experienced that, but I have experienced something similar to that. I participated in a group called Fit for Service, and that's how Justin and I met. But there's something about that environment, like, and everybody there was tuned in in a way where they they wanted that experience and that community and that connection. And so, I think the magic that is so incredible and what you do too is you're taking like a ballroom of people that are there for work or something you know and you're able to create it there like everybody's not there for that and 
it, that makes me a little like a little nervous like I would be nervous walking into that do people tell you that do they say I was nervous doing this and so it's interesting sometimes we do it with groups of people who a hundred percent it's what they signed up for like if I'm at yeah. a conference or an event where people elect into the session sometimes like everyone said you know I saw this thing called match with human connection and that's what I wanted to do but sometimes like you said it's with a company or it's for a team retreat and the CEO did a session and loved it and said, I want to do this with my team, but the team is walking in and they don't know what they're about to experience. And so, you know, it's, it's funny. I have like different people popping into my head as I think about this, but yeah, I've had, uh, I have one friend named Marty who he became my friend because someone basically pushed him into the session at this conference and was like, you have to do this. And he walked in and he was like, this is the, like if someone designed what I would least want to do, it's <laughs> like, that's what he told me after. He was like, if someone described by like, like most, you know, undesirable dining and experience, it'd be exactly what your session is. I don't want to look at people. I don't want to hunt people. I don't want to do that. And it, it's so amazing because he ended up like falling in love with the experience. And this was maybe six years ago that he first did the session, but I just posted one in LA and he flew in from Kansas to do it. So he was someone who his friend made him. It sounded like the least desirable thing he could possibly do. So it's interesting. I feel like some people who they don't think they're going to love it, they love it. Um, I had a lot of British people say, I'm supposed to hate things like this, but I liked it. So, <laughs> you know, good accent. Good job. Yeah. What is it that gives us that resistance? Is it fear? Is it the opposite of love? Is that what gives us the resistance? Or is it just the unknown? Or is it just like, oh my gosh, now I have to talk to people? Why do we do that? Yeah. What's your? Th what do you think? I have a few theories. I feel like one is around social anxiety. I feel like most social anxiety comes from a natural response to like a poorly designed social culture. So I think when people say they have social anxiety, I don't think like, oh, that's particular to you. I think, oh, that's a, a healthy response to where our culture is not optimized for connection. So I think that the idea of doing something highly social for anyone who has even like a tinge of social anxiety, I feel like that the idea of the session can trigger that. But the session is actually like part of what's magical about it is that it's not about creating any discomfort for people. It's about actually the magic that happens when we can all together work together to create a comfort zone for each other. So, and what does that look like? What does that look, how does that go? How does it happen? What do we do? How does it happen? Yes. Do you talk about it or or no? Is it like a trade secret or can you talk? What can you tell me? I can share everything. I want to know. I want to know what it's yeah. like. I want to know how to apply some of this to my daily life and what I can, what I can start with right now. Yeah. So, one of the first things that we do is we talk about the space between people. So like, I'm looking at you right now, you're looking at me, and I'm just noticing the space between us. And so in the session, I explain to people that that space is like one of the greatest unexplored frontiers on our planet. And there's just infinite potential that exists in this space between us. So they're invited to go on this like playground adventure journey to discover like, what's in this space between us? Like what's here between me and you? What's here between everyone in the session and anyone that they're interacting with? And just that frame starts to open up this field of possibilities of like, okay, let me not just relate, go through the motions, but let me pause, be present and actually open to like, there's this whole infinite potential between me and you. 
or me and any person I'm relating to. So we start there. And then we start with doing, um, this is like, I love this. I start to feel a little self-conscious, you know, like there's this fear of being judged. I think, you know, that's that we all like, that's part of that social anxiety. And I'm like, am I, and there's a little bit, I get, I get this twinge of like, am I going to do this right? Because, you know, I'm like fearful that I'm going to do it wrong or something. Like there is a wrong answer, but anyway. Gosh, no, that's the other thing. You literally can't do it wrong. It's like... That you you can't do anything in the session wrong. It's like one hundred percent. However, everyone shows up is literally perfect. I'm curious, like when we're doing that moment, like what what were those thoughts you were having? It that- just feels vulnerable, you know. Like it it pulls up any vulnerability that you have. It feels intimate, and yeah. sometimes you're like, oh gosh, you know, like what do I do now? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's honestly, that's perfect you said that because that is like a lot of the session. So I'm imagining you've done breath work before, right? Yes. Okay. So when we like, we're breathing right now, but we're not having a breath work experience. And so everyone on the planet breathes. But if you've done breath work, you know that just by breathing, you can have a totally transformational experience. Even though you're doing something, yes, you do it differently. And it's, it's transcendent, it's transformational, it's powerful, it's moving if you have a great breathwork session. And so that's the same thing with the magic of human connection. We relate to people all the time, but when you actually slow down and do it with a lot of intention and presence and certain practices, like you take this thing that you do every day casually, which is just interacting with people, and all of a sudden it becomes this like really potent, really transcendent experience. And so... A lot of it is, like you said, it is like that space where you just slow down and you can't do it wrong. There's nothing to do differently. and But what happens when you slow down is you feel more. And so that's, I think, why, you know, it, it can make you giggle at the beginning. It can make you tear up because the things that you feel that when you're normally just going fast in your day-to-day life, going fast is a great way to skip over feelings. And so a lot of what happens at the beginning is we just go slow. And that's a lot of the recipe is like just even going slower and then you start to notice more of the magic. You're so right. I mean, I was thinking about going through the grocery line and, you know, just the times that you just brush through or whatever. And rather than really sit there intentionally, there's another human. Well, not as maybe half the time right now, but there's another human there if you're going through the line with a checkout person. And so, you know, are you going to take the time to have some sort of interaction, which I usually do. You Do you all the time? Do you all no. the time? Are you 100% no. on this? No. no I, I do different modes. I actually was explaining to this my friend because he was like, I feel bad. Like, I did magic camera connection. I felt so magical. And now I don't, you, I don't like send a blessing to everyone I pass every time I walk on the street. And I was like, that's okay. Like there's modes. So I do different modes. Like I do, I'm the mayor of my street mode where like I walk around and like, I'm like, good morning, have a beautiful day. Or like I pick up trash or like if there's joggers jogging, I'll like high five them and be like, you're doing great, keep going. Or just like, I put my energy out and that's like my like mayor of my street kind of mode or you know, it doesn't have to be like, I, it can be when I'm at the airport, but just that kind of like, I'm, I like to think of it as like mayor of the street or like ambassador of earth. Like imagine if everyone else here is just visiting and like they're, they're visiting your home planet. Like, you know, how can you be a great reader, welcoming? So that's one mode. But then I also totally do like internal, I'm just like 
circulating my energy in me. I'm connecting to myself. Like I'm not outwardly sharing my energy mode. And I feel like they're both really, I don't feel like one's better. And yeah, for me, I just, I switch based on what's needed and I give myself total space to like share. It feels really good to share when my energy is in that mode. And so if I think a positive thought for someone, like I don't hold it back. And that feels really good when I'm in like earth ambassador mode. And then if I'm in just like nourish myself mode, then I don't put any pressure to initiate more outwardly than, you know, is what I need in the moment. So that's, ah, that's good to know. I, something you, something you said in there was about, um, when you think something, you don't hold it back when you think something nice. I mean, like, so I think so many times we hold things back that we think, and I've noticed it in myself. And like, there's times that I'll think something and I won't say it. And I'm trying to act on those more often. Right. And if I think them do it, and is that part of your, of your, what do we call this of your session? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it said actually, um, I don't know where I heard this, but I love this description. It's like your dreamer and your doer. So your dreamer has those beautiful thoughts about people and your doer is the one who has to go deliver them in the moment when you're saying it. And basically the idea was that if you have a great relationship between your dreamer and your doer, like that's how you create in the world is you help them get along and you make sure that your dreamer knows when it has a great idea, your doer will bring it through. And so I feel like that's what it is when you have those positive thoughts. It's like, all right, give it to your doer and make sure your doer initiates. And so um, you asked about like, is that what happens in the session? So I think of it like, okay, Amy, you know, in like a music video where there's rappers and they're like, mm-hmm. like throwing money and making it rain. I feel like this session is like that, but just with like permission slips for connection. So it's like, hey, permission, like you're looking at this person across from you, like, Tell them the positive things you're thinking, go for it. Like it's a lot of just encouraging people, like they take it out of your heart and put it in the world, put it in the space between you and this person and share it with them. So we do, there's probably like a hundred little micro prompts and activities that happen in the 90 minutes. So it's like one after the next, after the next, you know, like one is we'll go up to people, we'll pause just like you and I are looking at each other and it'll be like, just see this person like an absolute masterpiece. And so we just give people a minute to look at the person in front of them and practice seeing them as a total masterpiece. And it's so powerful to be like consciously seen that way, to know that this person who you've maybe never met, uh, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's just someone at this conference or event, but just to take that moment to be seen as a masterpiece and then to really see it in the other person. And we don't even tell the person exactly what we see in this exercise. We just practice. And we just smile and like radiate out like I see this super exquisite thing in you. I'm not even gonna tell you what it is, but I'm just appreciating it. And so what do you do? What do you do when you have people maybe in that situation who are very resistant to receiving that? Yeah. So um it's a not so there's a whole nonverbal section at the beginning of the session. And this is one of the nonverbal activities. And so I encourage people just like go if you can do one percent more of receiving it that's fine you don't need to feel it through every cell in your body or you can feel it head to toe but if you can just do one percent more it's like uh one of my clients described it like a hit workout for emotional social intelligence so Ooh. like you're not gonna get like crazy fit in one workout same with the session like 
you might feel amazing after you might have built new muscles but there's no pressure to like have transformed your entire self in 90 minutes but you it's it's transformational to see the potential that exists. that's really important i love that that particular point because it can be like oh my gosh i have to do all this but you know what just expanding just a little bit makes a difference. I've been thinking about that lately. And just like the little bit of, I read a quote about it and just that little bit of expansion just matters. And then, you know, we maybe can't quite go back to where we were. And then you're able to just stretch and stretch and stretch a little more. Right? Yeah, exactly. How you said you've been thinking about that lately. How are you like playing with that in your own life or where you're thinking about that? I just liked the quote and it was Something from, I put it on my TikTok. It was like Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. And it was something about, you know, every time when we expand, we cannot go back to our original dimensions. And yes. and I just thought that's like, I thought about a rubber band or something stretchy. And I thought, you know, a little and it still will. But if we just keep at it, keep at it. And so I just thought, you know, our comfort zone's just the same way. So no, I just, I just like that message, you know, that it doesn't take a lot to keep stretching and then you just can't go back. You're here. Here's your new dimensions. You know, that's really. too. I've always loved, it's like a mind expanded to a new shape will never return. That's it. I love that one. Yeah, that's the one. So I do too. And, and it just, um, it, you know, it reminds me of these infinite possibilities and how can I just keep stretching? And so, yeah, that's how, that's how that one just was staying with me. And I think that I, I just don't know why necessarily we try and resist it, you know, and I know that I do too sometimes. And so like, I'm supposed to go to this very heart expanding experience this weekend and I'm already experiencing resistance. So, and I'm like, why? I've been to it before. I've literally been to it before. I know how good it is. I know how I felt. I had a heartgasm for three days, right? Like after one. And so, I mean, I'm like, why, why do we keep hold, trying to hold ourselves back from these things sometimes, you know? Uh, do you know, do you have any inkling why? Like where that's coming from or... I don't know. I think it might just be, I'm not all the way stretched to my new dimensions. You know what I mean? Like, or I'm, I'm stretched some, but I still, I still go back just a little, you know? And so maybe, you know, it still feels a little new. It still feels a little outside my comfort zone. It still feels like I have to stretch that rubber band of my dimensions or my mind or whatever it is a yeah. little, you know, and I have to let go of, uh, what worry about what anyone else thinks or doing it wrong or whatever my mental hang up in that you want to insert there is, you know, cause I'm pretty good at getting over those things, but sometimes I can still note that I'm experiencing that resistance. And, you know, sometimes someone sees you this bright light and, and then they feel smaller or something rather than they feel possibility to expand. Does that, that, which I don't know, I just came up with that, but I think that sometimes that's it. When you see other people living it, you go like, I don't know how, and I don't, I feel smaller now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it makes total sense though. Like my teacher would always say like, our bodies don't want to do hard things. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, and she's like, that's just normal. That's not necessarily what you let guide your life. 
is that feeling of, oh, I don't want to do anything hard. But like, it makes sense to have the feeling. Like, it's just like, oh, I don't, that's, you know, that's how our bodies feel. I don't want to do something hard. I don't want to stretch. Like, you know, it's like, it feels amazing after I do a workout, but like, I'm not, you know, always like, oh, I'm so excited to be really uncomfortable for the next 90 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, but I'm excited to be healthy and fit for my whole life. <laughs> I'm excited to feel like energized after, but you know, I'm not excited for the hard parts necessarily. You're so right. That's a great analogy. Are you ready to up-level your pleasure practice? I have in mind, and the main things that have helped me are the tools that I've found from Wands. Wands creates luxurious products that encourage us all to honor our body, celebrate our sexuality, and live in pleasure with more pleasure all the time. One of my favorites, if you listen to this show, then you probably already know, is the cervix wand. Wands has trademarked their number one best-selling glass pleasure wand. It's for vaginal and anal de-armoring, and it's designed for cervical and G-spot stimulation. And let me tell you, it's incredible. It's helped thousands of women become more connected to their bodies and their pleasure, and supports them to heal pelvic pain through self-yoni massage, and helps awaken more pleasure. Just recently, I've ordered the Venus Wand, another trademarked wand from Wands, and it's designed to activate and awaken the G-spot and more. Also, don't miss one of their new offerings, which are free bleed blankets that can be used as waterproof intimacy blankets. They have a beautiful selection now available. But take a look around at wands.com, that's W-A-A-N-D-S, because they have a huge selection of incredible items like yoni eggs, crystal pleasure wands in amethyst, black obsidian, anything that your heart desires, and so much more. Check them out at wands.com. That's W-A-A-N-D-S dot com. And use my link in the show notes to get 10% off or simply enter my code Amy Edwards at checkout. Again, that's W-A-A-N-D-S wands.com. Y'all, I have started using higher dose products and I am such a fan. You know, I don't put anything on this podcast that I am not 100% completely behind. And I have a special discount code for you for all higher dose products. I'm so excited. If you don't know, Higher Dose is a wellness company. They have wellness tech products, they have tools, they have supplements, and they have body care. They have so many things that are hot right now, too, that are really biohacking and up-leveling our lives at home, which is really cool. They have an infrared sauna blanket. They have an infrared PEMF mat that I'm so excited to be sharing about soon. One of my favorites, though, is the red light face mask. It stimulates collagen, it activates glowing skin, reduces fine lines, regenerates cells, and it's soft. It's not like one of the hard plastic ones, so you can kind of move it around on your body, which I've been doing, and I am seeing amazing results. I am absolutely addicted to it. I use it every single night, and I'm using it in conjunction with one of their other products, the Glow Serum, and I'm very picky about what I put on my skin, and I am loving the Glow Serum. It's specially formulated to plump and hydrate and stimulate radiant skin, which that's the goal. They have a ton of other products too, magnesium ingestibles, magnesium body care, which has a healing oil and a serotonin soak that you can use in your bath, which I've been using too. It boosts your mood, enhances your skin and deepens your detox, gets you calmed down. 
Anyway, I'm a fan. So I'm so excited to offer you 15% off using my code MAGIC15. Go to the show notes. You can click through on the link right there. Or if you go to Higher Dose, just enter the code MAGIC15 and you'll get 15% off. Higher Dose has been featured in Goop, Glamour, Elle, Vogue, Bazaar, Allure, basically you name it. And there's a reason why. So go check it out. It's at higherdose.com and enter my code MAGIC15 for 15% off. Did you know? that according to a study, 87% of women who have hair extensions lie about having them. And almost two thirds of women have done some kind of hair extension at some point. So if you do the math, it's a lot. This show is all about letting go of judgments. So if you don't wanna tell, I'm not gonna judge you. And if you wanna know the best secret for hair extensions anywhere around, it's right here in Austin, Texas at the Collective ATX. They have the most natural, lightweight, comfortable hair on the market and they specialize in no damage to your natural hair like traditional hair extension methods which i've tried i've tried them all and i didn't even know that your hair is automatically damaged if the extensions are placed anywhere below your ears crazy right my hair is actually growing in and getting healthier now too plus they keep all their extensions in-house meaning that you don't have to wait at all not to mention color I'm so picky, I did it myself for years because no one can get it right until now. They were named a top 200 salon by Salon Today in 2023. They've changed my hair journey. Let them change yours. The Collective ATX. Link is in the show notes. Tell them I sent you. Tell me about your background of studying because I know that you've studied for many years. And tell, tell me what you're, you've studied, please. Yeah, so... Um, when I went to college, I went to NYU and they had a really cool program where you can make your own major. So I was like, oh, yes, I finally get to study these core subjects that I was interested in. Um, and so, you know, or in a formal way. And so I created my own major. You get to pull all these different classes together and you have to do this like thesis on 40 books to several professors over multiple hours at the end to like graduate. So, Wow this program it gets validated by these different teachers in these different ways what was your major it was about interconnectedness sustainability and mindset and so basically how does our mindset around our connections with other people in the world around us influence sustainability so basically it was like the seeds of what magic human connection came from but i was just so fascinated with this interconnectedness wow so started there and it was amazing because I got to do one of my semesters in Oroville, which is this international community in India that was founded by these two spiritual philosophers who would really write lots of philosophy and share lots of ideas. And eventually we're like, okay, we need to stop writing and we need to actually see if our ideas work in the real world, which I love. So like that, like that moment of like, let's take it out of theory, out of a concept and like, let's see if we can actually apply it it just like gives me the chills it's so cool that they thought of this because i feel like so many cool ideas just stay in theory and so they bought land and created this international city with people now you know started small but now it has uh thousands of people from all over the world that live there full time and the the foundation of the city like the core seed is it's a place to realize human unity and so it's like oh it was it's just a dream come true to get wow. to know that is their architecture, the way they farm, the way that they're working on how do you create financial systems with that goal in mind, the way they do their education, like it's 
such an incredible place. So that um, was a really life-changing experience to get to go there. So that was a... How did you even find out? I've never heard of that. That's Honestly, so cool. So lucky because there were like six students on my study abroad program for these four months. It was just six of us. Um, what year was this? How long have how long have they had this? When did it start? Oracle started in the sixties. So wow, yeah, it's it's incredible. Like for anyone who hasn't heard of it, look it up. Um, the how do you spell it? A U R O B I L L E because it's okay. Sri Aurobindo, who is one of the philosophers. So okay, Bill. And um, I was actually married to someone who lived in India for like years. And like, what? I'm like, <laughs> have I never heard of this? This is the, this is so up my alley. This is amazing. Uh, it's incredible. Oh my gosh, it's in southern India, and it's like the layout is shaped like a spiral galaxy. There's this giant, beautiful gold temple in the middle. It's it's so special. So. Um, I don't even know where we were, but you have to visit. Over. You were just telling me like about your experience there and like, so how you found out about it. Yeah. I literally, someone else at NYU was going on the study abroad, like the year before me. And I have, he just happened to mention it. Like I was, it was such just magical synchronicity because it was such a small program and uh, it wasn't even run through NYU. It was run through a different college. But Wow. Oh, yeah. I love it. I want to go. Oh my gosh. Have you been back? I haven't been back. I'm so, I want to go back and I want to like live there for a year. Probably if I go back, like really. Yeah. Yeah. So people go and live there. Yeah. And I mean, it's, people, it's okay. Do you have to like apply to live there or? So it- um, I don't know how it works with visas in India and for Oroville, I guess anyone could live in Oroville, but there's a process to become Orovillian and like there's a whole process to actually become like a citizen of Oroville. You could probably live there your whole life maybe and never become a citizen. I don't know the details of this part, but um, yeah, you can easily just like come and go. It's just like an open city. It's it's tiny. The coolest thing actually is that, uh, or one of the really cool things is that when you look at pictures of Oroville from when it was founded, it was like arid, like just totally desolate land. Like there's, you can see the horizon, it's just dirt and there's maybe like one palm tree in the far distance. And they've planted millions of trees since buying the land. And now it's actually considered a rainforest. So they've done so much reforestation, so raising of the water table and all these different ecological practices that they took it from a literal desert to a rainforest in, you know, however many years, 80 years or so. 60 years, maybe. So when we're operating from this love and unity space, it means that we create a more sustainable planet. 100%. Yeah. That's their experiment. And that's what you were saying. Yeah. And it basically proved your thesis true. You were like, here it is in action. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It was, it was so cool to go there. And people said, wow, was it a culture shock to go to India? And Oroville's obviously a very specific place in India. But I was like, it was a culture shock to realize that like this is possible. And the whole world hadn't like caught up yet with what I experienced there. So. No, I'm blown away. And we haven't even heard of it. Yeah. Why isn't there a documentary on this? Like, why don't we know? <laughs> I know, but really, it's it's super special. Like, So how do you implement that, like, let's say, in your life? Like, what's your what's your day-to-day like? Like, how, how do you, you know, keep your sustainable impact? And, like, what's that look like for you? Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like there's those three layers of, like, how do you do it with yourself? How do you do it with the people around you? 
and how do you do with her? So the way that I sustain my energy with myself, we could probably talk for like 30 hours on this. Like, <laughs> probably so. We both do. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd love after I share, I'm so curious because you just have like such a magical essence, like really so special. Like from the moment, I think the first time we met was on FaceTime. And I was it like, was, it was. And you were just glowing. And I was like, wow, who is this? I was like, you're glowing. I was like, you have such a glow. And the love between you and Justin was like just beaming through our call. And so, thank um, you. Thank yeah, you. I, I'd love to share. And then also, like, I'm so curious. I'd love to hear from you too, like, how you how you cultivate this on a daily basis because you have such a strong heart frequency, such a strong, like, mm, gosh, so many different things. Just like, just beautiful goddess empowered, like female energy. And Thank so you. I would, I'd love to hear. Have you I'll tell you, I'll tell you, but you first, you go first and then I'll go. Um, so, well, I do a gratitude walk every morning. That's a mm -hmm. big that I started doing like 12 years ago. And so I've done one every day for the past like 10 or 12 years, um, which is, several hundred gratitude blocks or several thousand now actually maybe it's like three thousand four thousand um and so that's how i start my day and it's like if you're listening to our podcast right now and you're looking for an amazing practice like this is a great one to play with it's so simple and it's so nourishing and so what i used to do before i started doing it with my partner johnny is i would just walk outside so start my day getting outside like I think it's so important to just not start your day diving into the computer unless I mean mm, it's different for everyone but I feel like there's something so powerful about starting the day with this open canvas and so I go outside I walk in the sunshine and I say out loud everything that I'm grateful for and I'll put a timer and I'll do it for five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes and it can be such a variety of things like it can be gratitude for colors and just like thinking about how special it is like I'm looking at your screen and I can see all these beautiful <laughs> or like I'm looking at this I see this like beautiful teal color and just looking around the world being like you know one of my gratitude things this week was like it's so cool that the sky is blue like the sky could just be white but it's it's this gorgeous color like it's this beautiful beautiful blue or it could be black like you know on the moon they don't have an atmosphere and you don't see a blue sky and so just like really looking at the sky and being like this is like absolutely extraordinary like this like out of a magical fairy tale the fact that we have this gorgeous blue sky or like you know just looking at all the colors of green around or you know like the beautiful sparkle of the sun on the ocean we live by the beach so uh the gratitude can be about anything like that's you know maybe one day it's about color maybe it's another day it's about my family maybe another day it's about um random things around the house that i appreciate <laughs> Maybe it's, uh, you know, things I'm proud of for myself, but I started the day like that. So that's one of the things that if I could kind of pick one of my biggest lever practices for mindset and like mental health and just being connected to my love and joy and aliveness, it's a gratitude walk. So I love that. That's a great practice. Gorgeous. And I'm, I'm um, it's just been cold here and I've been like annoyed, but like, <laughs> I don't want to go outside like I do and walk as much. Well, cold for me. I mean, it did get, it got colder, but like this morning, I don't know. I woke up as like 39. That's, I don't want to, cold, right? 
It's cold. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and it is about how you start your day. I think that that's such, I, I, one of my key practices is making sure I get up early enough that I'm not running behind. And so that I have time to do something like that, that I have time to devote to my mindset. And, but I've had to cultivate that. And for me, I was just thinking about this the other day. So I'm glad you asked. And I, I was thinking about how, um, diligent I was on my practices for a while. Like I went through a phase where I had a checklist and like, I would kind of feel bad if I didn't do something and maybe writing down gratitude and things like that. But actually I'm really glad I did that. I don't beat myself up for doing that. I think that that was a inherent part of, of building the habits that just stick and getting into the living it part, almost like the philosophers that were writing about it for India, for Auroville, almost like them writing about it and then living it and then just being it, you know, it's like the same thing when you're diligent on yourself. So I I really worked to build those up. And now I'm in a space where I know, I know that if I get up early, I'm going to set my day up for a more positive experience all the way around. Right. And then even if I didn't quite go to bed early enough, or I'll go to bed earlier because I know I want to get up early. And even when I wake up, when my alarm goes off, I don't hit snooze. I get right up because I get up pretty early. Sometimes my daughter has to be at school at seven. So, um, so I'll have to get up especially early on those days, but, um, I'll, I'll lay that and I've shifted any specific gratitude practice to rather than like naming those things. I just, I just get in that frequency. Like maybe I'll think of, oh, like I'm so grateful for my bed right now or Justin or, or my dog or whatever it is, my, this conversation. And, but then I just take that feeling and I just start to apply it to anything. Like I just try to live in that feeling or if I'm meditating, okay, there it is. That's, that's the gratitude feeling. What if you didn't have a name for it? I've, I've been playing with like, oh, what even love you could do it with. What if I didn't have a name for this? How does it just feel if you don't, if you don't have anything to call it? And so that's where I've been, like just trying to live in that. And then I'm able to go through my day really living it all the time, right? Rather than like carving out time for meditation, you're able to get more intentional and specific and tune in anytime, slow down, like you were talking about slowing down, like those kind of things. So I'm able to bounce back from the times I am rushing or the times I don't much more quickly. And so if anybody listening is wondering about how to like, keep progressing. If you are in a phase of being diligent and you do want to just get diligent on yourself, like I am going to do these gratitude walks. I think that's really good because it can move you into a space of now I'm living it and being it. And it's, I don't even want to say on autopilot because it's intentional. So it's, it's just who you are and that's how you're living life. Like I'm so happy right now that even I'm able to zoom out and even when I have something that hurt my feelings today, I got my feelings hurt today. That's I, I was kind of tired and I dwelled on something that hurt my feelings that I cared so deeply about. And, and I felt like somebody didn't care. And, and it just made me feel like, gosh, you know, I care so much about this. And I thought this person was my friend, you know? And so I got kind of wrapped up in that. So even when I experience that, I'm able to step out of a level and be grateful for this human experience and just understand that this 
too shall pass. Of course, it's just a fluffy cloud. But, you know, also I'm having this human experience and deeply I'm just happy and living from a place of love. So it's an it's very interesting. So that's that's how my daily practices have evolved. So I still do love to meditate, but I'm not as diligent as I was because I feel like I'm being it so much more thanks to my diligence. Gratitude to your younger self. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even that long ago, really. I mean, I'd say six, seven years, you know, so, or well, maybe 10, but like when I really dove into my practices and I mean, I was very diligent during the pandemic. I think like I, what else do we have to do? You know, (laughs) it's like, all right, let me get my checklist. All right. So anyway, Yeah, thank you for the compliment too. And I can say the same about you. And um, and I love that idea of a gratitude walk because, you know, I, sometimes I can turn on true crime and that's not a space of gratitude. <laughs> that's not a frequency that I need to be living in, I don't think. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. So but, you know, day 59 of starting the day with true crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I try not to do that. So, uh, yeah, so. Anyway, um, thank you for asking. Oh, you're welcome. I thank you for sharing. I I had this vision when you were sharing of like, when you said, you know, you give yourself space in the morning to like be ahead of it. And when you were talking about the thing that hurt your feelings today, I just envisioned you doing your morning practice and it making you like bouncy instead of sticky. Like I was like, I feel like that's what like tapping into that energy, even if you don't give it a name, but like by doing that in the morning, then things that aren't that energy, they like bounce off of you more rather than like being sticking to you and being like harder to kind of separate. So I feel like that's that's part of the magic of starting your day that way is that when something else comes in later in the day that you're able to differentiate, oh, that's not my energy or that's not, you know, I don't, you can feel your energy shifting if you start to shift because you've already anchored in whatever your morning energy and intention. Yes. Oh, I love that. Bouncy. I, I get that. I get what you're saying. When they, when you let things hit and stay rather yeah. than like, ah, they just, here we go. We just r- roll right off, you know? Yeah. And that's a really beautiful, like aspirational, you know, place to be like, <laughs> oh, I want to be the, the bounce, not the stick. And, <laughs> and it is about like how quickly we can, we can, develop those and, and come back to it because it's not like I'm going to live in perfection. It's like you were saying, like, I have different modes. Like, that's yeah. really great. Cause people probably look at you and think, oh, like she does it all the time and she's perfect, you know, but yeah. it's important to say we're still human. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I don't think of myself that way. I think what I could say about myself is I'm a hyper diligent student. I don't feel like I'm a perfect person. I feel like I'm a very committed, like passionate student. That's um, awesome. Practice. It's like that. Yeah. That's, I feel like, what anyone can do is like just be a student of love, be a student of connection. And, you know, I think that those pressures and expectations, they just, I, th- you know, there's such a difference. Like, even if it looks the same on the outside, there's such a difference between the like desire in your heart of like, oh, I want to learn this. I want to share it. I want to like live in all my relationships and that like sweet desire. Versus like, I should be this way. I should be better. I should be good at this. So I feel like. Oh, that's a, that's a great point. Cause I think I was like stuck in those shoulds, but now I'm able to have enough perspective to, to thank myself and to, 
and to be grateful for it and think that was part of my process. So what, you know, like, and I'm able to just accept it. And so, and then I'm in that sweet space, you know, of just self-compassion, like instead of self-judgment and like, oh, I shouldn't have been like that. Well, you know what? It led me here. It's okay. It was part of my process. So what, you know? And so that's a, that's a great point. What are you learning right now? Like what's fascinating you? What are you diving into right now as a student? Ooh, I love that question. That's a really fun one. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, uh, that's it. I'm going to ask that like when I'm just out and about, like when I I know it's fun. I love to know what's going on with people like right now, you know? Yeah. Ooh, I love, I ask people like, what are you excited about lately? Or like, what's a win? But I love like, what are you learning right now? Okay. Noted. Thank you for giving me a great one. Um, You're welcome. You just learned something right now. Conversations (laughs) for me. I know that's what I'm I'm learning from you in this point. Um, What am I learning right now? Mm, Goodness. So many things. Let me fill into that. Are you reading anything right now? Like what's, what's on your, on your bookshelf right now? So I'll like, I'll kind of have like several different, like, streams of things that I'm like learning and studying from but I did this I did like a 15 hour workshop this weekend so that's where I'm like oh I'm learning a a lot but I'm trying to feel like what oh okay here's one thing that I learned that I really like that I feel like would make sense to share um it's about welcoming feedback and so a lot of the workshop this weekend that I participated in it was like practice welcoming feedback before you do anything with it before you decide if you're going to take it, before you decide, oh, I don't like it, like first just practice. So there are all these activities where people are giving you feedback and like first just say like basically energetically like, oh, thank you. Like, thank you for sharing something with me. Mm-hmm. I made not do even 1% of what your feedback is. <laughs> I made it be inspired and do something different with it. I may think it's actually totally great feedback for me and check in with my system and be like, I'm actually going to try that feedback, but for, bef- basically what was revealed in the workshop was that people tend to, and I noticed definitely, I tend to like, while I'm hearing feedback, be processing it simultaneously and just, and sorting it and deciding what I'm going to do with it or, you know, blocking it right away. Cause I'm like, oh, I know that feedback's not right or being, or you're going with it. And so it was really cool to just practice. Like when someone gives you feedback, just welcome it and stay totally centered. And then a second step is decide what you want to do with it. Like throw it away, keep it, use it. But just that practice of like welcoming first was super transformational because it like cleared all the judgment and that kind of like jumpy reactivity of when you get feedback. Even if it's good. Yeah. People are like, you did this so great. It's like, okay, welcome. Thank you. And then like run it through your system. (laughs) I like that because, like, yeah, it's so easy to take it so personally, no matter what it is, you know. And so, it's kind of like removing that little piece of it, and like, let me just, um, let me just listen to this and let it live on its own, rather than like applying it, rather than the, you're bouncy, not sticky. Totally nailed it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was and fun. you know, um, I, I also wanted to point out this struck me while you were talking too. Like you learned something from just me asking the question. You were like, oh my gosh, I'm going to use this for, you know. And um, and I like that because like it, 
if we're open to it, we can be learning it all all the time. And I just wanted to point that out. I learned something like, uh, speaking of gratitude, I've been, I, I have this little like stair stepper machine and I'll, I'll do that and watch, you know, whatever on TV. And so I was watching, I was watching the new feud, uh, series on Hulu, which has like a badass roster of women starring in it. And it's about Truman Capote versus these high society women. And they were doing a Thanksgiving prayer and she was, she was, she was praying and saying her things she was grateful for. But one of the things she said she was grateful for was all the things that they don't have. And she was like, thank you. She was thanking God or source for the, you know, divine foresight of the things that they didn't have and how grateful she was for that. And I was like, Ooh, I don't do that enough. And like, I really, that really hit, you know? And I was like, there's opportunities to learn all the time. No matter, even if you're listening to true crime, absolutely. Like no matter what it is, there's all these opportunities to learn. So anyway, I just thought that was cool. And I thought it was cool to be thankful for the things we don't have. <laughs> I, I love that. I feel like, well, it just says that your mind is also tuned to like, look, you know, searching for those opportunities and, you know, one person could listen to that episode and never think about that moment twice. And mm-hmm. so it just shows that you're, you're like learning receptors were open. Totally. Yeah. And those are habits too, right? Those are just like your, your connection habits, you know, those are things that like start to get ingrained, like our comfort zone It just starts to stretch us out. They start to build into habits or receptors or just things that we're just open to all the time, which is very, very cool. So yeah. What were some of the things that she was great? Was it things, negative things that aren't in her life or positive things that aren't in her life? Or like, what's an example of how she, she did didn't, that? She didn't specify. She, I don't think she knew. I think she yeah. just said, thank you for the things that I think she meant, like, even when they want something and maybe don't get it. Yeah. I think she might have said something like that. Like, I think it was, I think it was Molly Ringwald's character. And she, and she was like saying like, you know, even when there's things that we might desire, thank you for not giving them to us when they're not right for us or, or the timing's not right or whatever. And I was like, yeah, right on. That's a great gratitude. Oh, maybe one day there'll be like a gratitude library. You can just like scroll and land on a random like gratitude concept. Cause that's (laughs) a one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My partner, Johnny said something like this recently that I was like, that's brilliant. He said, um, he was like, I have everything. We're on a gratitude walk. He's like, I'm grateful that I literally have everything. And he was like, I even have dreams. And he was like, so that's how I have everything is because even the things I still want, he was like, if I technically had everything that I wouldn't have dreams. So, and then therefore I wouldn't have everything. <laughs> like, Right, right. If you yeah. want to have everything, that means you don't have something. Yeah, if you want to have everything, you still have greens. You still have future desires. Yes. Desires. You have everything. You yeah. Have, yeah. You have everything. Oh, what a shift. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. Like, oh, you're genius. I love learning from you. Oh, that's it. By the way, uh, for everyone listening, like, highly recommend doing gratitude walks with people because you learn how to expand your mind and how to see the world in different facets of gratitude. So it's a really great practice to do by yourself, but it's really, really special. If you have people that you love, you have a partner, a family member, kids, like doing grat. Oh, I've had times where I've taken my little cousins on gratitude walks. It's the most beautiful thing. So it's a really special practice to do with people because they'll 
just by listening, they'll expand your mind of how you can even kind of grow new ways of seeing the world and and just open your mind to new ways of appreciating, which is a superpower. I agree with that. Yes, it is a superpower. Beautiful. How do you do much gratitude in your magic of human connection? Oh, so it's a, that's a great question. I feel like the whole thing is like putting on kind of grateful glasses. You know, like you're in school, you put on your thinking cap and you're like in that mode of like problem solving or creating. It's so much of like being in really just gratitude for yourself and other people. So a lot of magic human connection is nonverbal, which is fun because people, you know, relate all the time. And so verbal is kind of the default. So part of the way that you slow down and feel is by not actually talking as much in the session. Um, you know, sometimes we cheer or it gets loud or we dance or different things, but we do a lot of gratitude in our hearts. So there's so many different activities where, you know, we feel kind of like you said that, that feeling that doesn't even have to have a name, but where you go in and you, you feel that for this person who just contributed to you in the activity and, you know, encouraged you or loved on you. So it's a lot about, yeah, just go into that space, keep going into that space, go deeper. Yeah. Oh, we do a really beautiful practice. Actually, one that's like got a real gratitude energy is we do this amazing hugging practice. And so through all the different sessions that have happened in the Magic Human Connection, there's been over a million hugs that have been shared between all the participants. <laughs> like, actually, I did like the hug math and I was like, oh my gosh, it's <laughs> a million hugs. So that's like my KPI that I'm super stoked on. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're going for a billion hugs. Okay. Going for a billion. <laughs> So I'm, I'm doing an event and uh, the CEO of the XPRIZE is going to be there. So I'm going to tell her that like my moonshot is a billion hugs. <laughs> a billion hugs. Yeah, you can get there. No problem. Do that? Um, it's true, actually. We'll do that. I, hey, thank you. I learned a really good question to ask people on my new moonshot. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm so that. glad. Well, as you were saying that, though, like that you were putting on gratitude glasses, it just occurred to me that that is the hack. Like that is the hack for getting out of your head for getting over the social anxiety, for whatever ails you in those yeah. mind spaces. I think that like, cause as I was thinking about this event this weekend, you know, that I'm having some angst about, I was like, what if I just, you know, approached every single little bit with just gratitude and then and wasn't worried about like, what do I do next or anything? You're just like, oh my gosh. Like, cause this, this thing is, an event where she creates such a gorgeous space, like between the smells, the music, the everything is thought out. And it's so lovely. Like you could just sit there and take breaths. And honestly, it would be completely accepted. A, and it's just, you could sit there and be grateful, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yummy. Yeah. Like, tell me more. What is it? Oh, it's a play party. And it's my friend, Kimmy, and she's a, a regular on the show. And she, I've, shared about this in the past the first play party i went to i had a lot of of angst about it and i basically almost had a nervous breakdown and so i was such a nervous wreck and then had a heart chasm for three days and so it was very expansive and now i've been invited to another one i think we're going to go but i'm like i wanted to talk to her first it was like oh my gosh i'm just like getting up in my head again i get worried yeah. about all sorts of things and and, you know, plus there's a sexual element, a kink element to it. And so that makes me nervous. And so anyway, I'm just, I'm not always like super comfortable in that space. And so 
anyway, so it's a stretch for me. It's still a stretch, even though I've, I've expanded it, you know, before I still have to do it again. And so anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's what I need to focus on is just like put on my gratitude glasses, just put on my gratitude goggles or whatever you said. And like, that's such a good, just super easy reminder. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, it's when you were saying that I was thinking like, what's the rest, like, what's the recipe? If there's a recipe for like eliminating social anxiety, what's the recipe? And I feel like I don't know the recipe, but I have some ideas on the ingredients. And like you said, gratitude is definitely like one ingredient that could go in the recipe. And I feel like clarity is another ingredient that's actually really key for eliminating social anxiety. So I thought, oh, maybe like just having that conversation with her or asking like, what is this? Like, I feel like clarity is something that, or lack of clarity is something that can really cause that kind of like nebulous anxiety. It's like, why do I even feel this way? So maybe, you know, playing with- I'm unclear on my intention for going and for like what- what I want, but if I just go to have a grateful experience, I could get clear on that pretty simply, you know, and, <laughs> and then you're not tied to an outcome too, which is really, really nice, you know, and getting clear on that is even wonderful, right? Getting clear on like, I don't want to be tied to an outcome. I don't want to, you know, like, like I just want to be present and enjoy the sensory experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. And be grateful. Right. So, um, all right. So what have we missed? Is there anything that we need to talk about that we didn't get to today yet that you really wanted to to address? Ooh, okay. Yes, such a good question. Uh, it's one, one, one my time. So I love the ah! magical. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you what is, because I feel so grateful to have a really, like really, really special connection with my partner. And so when I see that, I find that it's rare. Like, I feel like I can appreciate everyone's dynamics. I kind of learn from it. But I find that it's rare that I see another couple where I'm like, oh, you're on the level. And so I see that so clearly in you and Justin and how you love each other, how you cherish, uplift, like respect, relate to each other. Um, There's just so much beauty and depth. And so I would love, and it is Valentine's Day. It is. Talk to me about how you cultivate that. And do you have like, are there things you do? Are there things you don't do in your relationship that like, what do you think? And I'm sure it's, you know, it's such a bigger question than just one, you know, one response. But like, what are some of the things that you feel like contributes to the magical essence that I feel and that I'm sure anyone who meets you to feels in your connection? I mean, it is a great question and it's taken us a while to really get there because, you know, we've, we've shared a lot, even on this show about his recovery and what we've gone through. And so I think even looking at all of that, you know, I think that we both are in such a growth mindset and willing to do the work on ourselves and take responsibility for our actions and listen to the other person. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple, but a bit, I mean, you're talking to somebody who's been divorced twice, right? And he's been divorced once. So, you know, we have a basis for comparison because we can reflect on those things and say, you know, what happened? Mm -hmm. Where was, am I blaming? Like, where can I, 
where can I learn really from those past relationships and and figure out, you know, how to really apply things that are going to be fruitful and productive and 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 based in love. And I think one, we're very attracted to each other. I think that that is so Weird. important, you know, like if you're if you are with somebody that you're not super attracted to, I I can I can I can understand, you know, but I mean, it helps to be super attracted to each other. So we are, we have that, like a chemistry. And then on top of that, we both are in a gro growth mindset, which I'm sure you guys are too, right? Like you're in a, that space of like really wanting to grow, really wanting to be your best self. And when you want to be your best self, it's that's that thing of like, we're not uh, two halves of a whole. We're like a hundred and a hundred, you know, we're two holes that are coming together. Yeah. W-H-O-L-E. Yeah two holes that are coming together. <laughs> it sounds dirty. I didn't mean for it to. Anyway. Um, so yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're constantly like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're constantly like working to be your best self. And then, and then we're just, we're best friends. Like, and so we really, we just love being together. And so, um, it's just gotten more intimate and like that vulnerability and that, that work on yourself, I think makes such a difference, which is, for me, like a paradox, right? Wait, which part is the paradox? The paradox is working on yourself and betters your relationship, you know? So I mean, I feel like I feel like it's it makes so much sense. I guess it could seem like a paradox, but it's so it's so the foundation. Like Well, you seem like you'd need to put that energy like, oh, I've got to work on my relationship rather than like, oh, let me put my energy into working on myself to be the best damn version of myself I can be. And then suddenly you're like, whoa, this really works because we are 100% honest with each other. We live, you know, in the light together and we're able to tell each other things and not be in fear that it's going to be received wrong. Or if it is, we're bouncy. We're not sticky, yeah. you know, like so. Yeah, I, I really feel that with you too. I feel your best friend energy and I feel your like, like attraction chemistry energy together and then you know like the recipe that i heard of like what makes this beautiful relationship is like you have a best friend connection you have like an attraction chemistry you have your individual selves where like you respect and are nourishing like yourself in the relationship and like staying you're both staying connected to yourselves when you come together partnership not blaming and growing. I was like, that's, that's it. That's the rest. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you know what though, you're going to have moments when you do just like everything else we were talking about, right? Like you're going to have moments and then it's just how quickly do you bounce and not stick? Like how, how can we get into that mode of, and, and it's, it can be a little challenging sometimes, but whatever, that's part of the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah, and I feel, like, you know, I feel like there's a total difference between blaming and thinking that it's totally okay to blame and blaming and knowing I I like can handle this in a better way so I feel yeah when like it is it's like it's again like back to what we talked about I feel like it's not about a like standard of perfection but it's about an internal compass of oh my inner compass knows that like blame or manipulation or reactivity is not like in my core values of how I want to show up in relationship and said, you know, do my best to refine my skill set, but like the compass and the skill set are two separate things. So you're, you know, 
you may be a 10 in your commitment to not blaming or to having beautiful communication, but your skill set may still be a one. But as long as you're a 10 in your compass, like you'll get there. But if you don't ever have it in your compass, then, you know, you're not going to build that skill set and go through the discomfort and the learning curve of how do I increase my communication or how do I not blame or how do I, you know, whatever, respect the paradox that this person needs to feed and nourish themselves too. Like as long, I feel like as long as it's in someone's compass, they'll get there. I love compass and skill set. That's so cool. Yes, you're exactly right. And then that goes back to this human connection that you're talking about, right? Like I'm building that skill set. And even if, even if in your relationships or even if it's in that big ballroom or wherever you're doing this, you know, even if it's 1%, that's the right, that's the right building towards your compass, right? Oh, that's a, yeah. You know what? That's a great way to like tie it back to that because I feel like that's what I was trying to say earlier is that, you know, in the session, you know, you may not all of a sudden be able to have a whole new skill set. You may just get 1% better, but you can reorient your compass. Like in nine minutes, you can totally reorient your compass. That's really what happens. That's right. And then you don't even need 90 minutes next time you have to reorient. Next time, like you maybe need 89 minutes. And then, you know, like it just over time, pretty soon you're able to reorient really quickly and keep building, like working out those muscles. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what would you, what do you want to leave everyone with today? Oh my goodness. What do I want to leave everyone with? Okay. A few things. Great. Uh, (laughs) One would be that, um, I am going to be doing some really fun, basically through Magic Tuma Connection, I'm in different parts of the world. And so I only get to share with the people who happen to be in that part of the world on that day, in that moment. And the spirit of the Magic Tuma Connection, which is just really tapping into the infinite love inside of us and the infinite love all around us, that spirit can happen without being in person. And so one thing that I'm so excited is I'm going to be doing these free virtual connection experiences. I'll probably do them monthly. But so that's one thing that if you're listening, if you're like, I want to experience this energy, I want to play with it. I want to feel it in community. I'm going to be sharing those. So maybe we can put it in the show notes or something. For sure. For sure. Now, how do you keep increasing your hug count if it's virtual? So the the virtual doesn't contribute to the hug (laughs) person builds the hug now virtual this something else virtual builds the energy field <laughs> we got to figure out how to add contribute that to the hug uh, virtually honestly like probably. a self-hug i mean i don't know doesn't this count this is a hug i'm hugging myself if I, wow if i counted that way we might have hit two million hugs by now but <laughs> <laughs> i like not have a separate hug be tracker on the website i want like a rolling ticker you know of like you should go yes you should absolutely do it yes uh-huh <laughs> Um, Absolutely. So there's there's that. I'd love to share that invitation if you're listening and you want to experience that energy. And I guess anything else that I'd love to leave people with is um, just to really, I hope that this podcast between Amy and I just really like gave some vibrancy to your compass that like there's so much infinite potential. So if your compass was tuned to like any type of ceiling and how much love you can experience in yourself or in your relationships or in the world. I hope that this podcast just like remove the ceiling on your inner compass to really realize that it's such an infinite thing that you can continuously like every day 
connect more to, experience more of, share more of. So that's that's really what I'd love to share is that I just hope this session, this podcast that we had together has just like tuned your compass to the frequency of love and also simultaneously taking any pressure off of how that looks because it's going to look different for everyone in everyone's own journey. So I hope it's both giving you like deeper commitment and like umph to go for it and also more space and pressure off of like how you do it is going to be perfect and it's going to unfold for you in your time. That's beautifully said. Thank you. And the concept of infinity and infinite love and infinite joy is really mind-blowing for me. And I always get like, whoa, you know, like infinite, like, and you know, when I get stuck on something like, can there be more of it? I'm like, oh yeah, remember love. There's always more. And so it's like, that's an anchor point for me to remember what infinite means and feels like because it doesn't run out it's impossible it's impossible yeah Mm -hmm. so thank you how can everyone find you or perhaps book you for one of these amazing experiences to come in person oh so if you want to stay connected you can find me on my website which is i love my domain name it's the magic dot love i love it too it's incredible thank you i was like this exists i'm stoked (laughs) Um, so you can find me at themagic.love or you can find me on Instagram at Jessica Ensel Coleman or the Magic of Human Connection that have both accounts. Um, and yeah, if you listen to this podcast, reach out, send me a message. And I just, I'd love to hear from you what you got, what you learned. And uh, I'm so grateful for everyone who, who joined us and listened. So me too, me too. And if you're just listening, please you must just go to YouTube or go somewhere and just take a look at Jessica today because you are an absolute rainbow to such a pleasure that you were like a, an eye sensory, happy experience for my, for my retinas or whatever. Um, I'm like, I love your background too, but I, I, you have on like a partially like beaded and dyed, kimono I think it's gourd it's multicolored and it's like a watercolor it's gorgeous and then you have a flower hat on my first flower crown that I ever made for Burning Man this was like 10 years ago but it's still in good shape it's gone it's beautiful many times and it's really resilient (laughs) it's it better be out there right it's it's gorgeous I love it I love love the way you look so I would encourage everyone to check it out or go to Instagram and you can find it but um Amy and her beautiful heart onesie. In my heart onesie, that's right. It's ridiculous. I feel I feel a little underdressed actually, but you know what? I'm I am exceptionally comfortable. So <laughs> so it's been great. And I got to look at you. So yes. Um and thank you everyone for being here. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you so much. I'm so I'm just infinitely grateful. And with all that you're doing in the world and all that you shared today, thank you so much. And thank you for the questions that you asked me. That was very kind, very kind. Oh, and everything that you say. Yeah. Oh, so I'm receiving your gratitude. You receive it. It's all going to you. And everyone listening, please receive it too. I am so grateful that you're here. Uh, remember that you can search other shows or find anything, including my upcoming Vegas uh, experience and I will be there. You can come virtually. It's called Own Your Worth and it's International Women's Day, March 8th through the weekend in Vegas. And we will be launching Fight for Her. So I'm really excited about that. And 
just thank you so much for being here. Go to amyedwards.info for all that uh, or follow me on Instagram, really Amy Edwards. Um, and I'm just so excited to connect with everyone too because connection always feels so good. And it's when we have that distance that that um, breathes, I don't know, just um, the the things that separate us. And when it comes down to it at the end of the day, when we're connected, that's what makes such a beautiful, beautiful difference and and fosters love and helps it grow so thank you so much for being here today i love you all so much i love you jessica thank you for being here till next time this has been the amy edwards show from overcome studios remember to rate review and subscribe and thank you so much for being here sign up for our newsletter at amyedwards.com